0: So this last week, as we focused so much on titles of Jesus Christ, which I absolutely love studying about, that wonderful way to find Jesus in the Book of Hebrews is to look for his many titles. As I was going through this with my seminary classes, one of my students wisely pointed out. They said, "Why is Jesus Christ referred to as a high priest so often?" And really, is if you're going through the Book of Hebrews, you will find it in almost every single chapter. In fact, you go over to chapter two; it refers to him as a merciful and faithful high priest. You go over to chapter three, verse number one; he is known we talked about this last week, the high priest of our profession. He is listed all through in chapter five as high priest. You go to chapter six, verse 20, which we also talked about. He was made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So Jesus Christ is referred to as the high priest. Now, one of the things to remember about this is Hebrews is to the New Testament as Leviticus is to the Old Testament. We talked about that earlier in the week, how it's a fulfillment. You got all of the Jewish Christians who are still trying to hang on to the law of Moses, which Paul worked through so much through all of his writings, trying to help them understand, look, Jesus is greater than all of these other sacrifices and things. And so this is why Jesus is referred to as the great high priest. In fact, you go into the Come, Follow Me, it really does refer to this as the Melchizedek priesthood points me to Jesus Christ. So it refers to him as that high priest. For centuries, the Jews had exercised the Levitical priesthood, also known as the Aaronic priesthood. So you had all these Aaronic priesthood holders who were offering the sacrifices, and then you had a high priest who went into the Holy Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement to be able to perform those necessary ordinances there. With the fullness of the Gospel of Jesus Christ came the restoration of the Greater Melchizedek Priesthood, which offered even greater blessings. What do you learn about the Melchizedek Priesthood from Hebrews chapter 7? Great chapter to read to learn about that. Keeping in mind that the purpose of this epistle, like all scripture, is to build faith in Jesus Christ. You might note passages that testify of him. Here are some examples of other truths you might find. It gives you the Joseph Smith translation here where it says, "Those who are." to the Melchizedek Priesthood are made like unto the Son of God and are priests forever. Hebrews 7, 11, the Levitical Priesthood does not offer perfection and was therefore superseded by the Melchizedek Priesthood. Then Hebrews 7, 20 to 21, the Melchizedek Priesthood is received through an oath and covenant. I have a son right now getting ready to receive the Melchizedek Priesthood and he just got through reading section 84 of the Doctrine and Covenants and we had a nice little discussion about how this oath and covenant of the Melchizedek Priesthood is a great preparation for those who are about to receive that Priesthood. What blessings have you received from the Melchizedek priesthood and the ordinances thereof? How has the Melchizedek priesthood helped you come unto Christ? Now, with that in mind, I want to take you to kind of a different approach to this. go over to chapter 9 of Hebrews. It may be my very favorite title of Jesus Christ through all of the book of Hebrews. It is chapter 9, verse number 11. Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. Not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. So he's that high priest of good things things to come. Many of you remember Elder Jeffrey R. Holland gave a wonderful talk about that in October of 1999. It was called An High Priest of Good Things to Come. One of the best talks Elder Holland has ever given. There's a cool little formerly known as Mormon message that you could watch about him, how he gives a personal example of himself, and how that title has come to mean something good for him. I referred to you last week in the October 2022 General Conference from Elder Jonathan Schmidt, a talk called That They Might Know Thee. He refers to this high priest of good things to come as one of his favorite title, so go ahead and watch this.
1: Jesus is the high priest of good things to come. Knowing that his crucifixion was just hours away, Jesus said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Today, as our world is frequently polarized and divided, There is a great need for us to preach and practice positivity, optimism, and hope. Despite any challenges in our past, faith always points toward the future filled with hope, allowing us to fulfill Jesus' invitation to be of good cheer. Joyfully living the gospel helps us to become disciples of good things to come.
0: I know that when I use the Melchizedek Priesthood and when I'm asked to give blessings to other people, oftentimes I will remind them of good things to come in their lives. I love the idea of Jesus Christ being an high priest of good things to come. That Melchizedek Priesthood is often something that helps people remember that there are good things to come in their lives. You go to the temple where you have the ordinances of the Melchizedek Priesthood there. You were reminded of good things to come. And so that's one of my favorite titles of Jesus Christ. I will always go back to that one, that he is a high priest of good things to come. And I am here to testify to you that through that priesthood and the ordinances that come from them, good things come from those. I can testify to you that that is true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching "Bomb Socks." that's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S.